And here we are again on this beautiful autumnal uh, winter's day. Uh, well, I can't really say winter if I say autumnal, can I? Rutsy? Well, it's a contradiction. Well, it is a contradiction. Term. Well, uh, it, uh, it's autumnal by colour and it's winter by get, temperature. What you can get away with, <laughs> mate, is it, it's very wintry in the morning. Well, I tell but you But it's what. beautifully an autumnal yeah. in, uh, in the daytime. Yeah, that's very true. And, of course, you're listening to Two Smoking Guns here on uh, Adio. Point three Southern FM, as uh, management uh, either see fit or have uh, gone on holidays for three months because they've left us here, mate. They've they've let us come right, back again. Right. But I kids in a candy shop. I tell you what, I, I did have to reach out this morning just to ask the question about uh, whether we could, you know, get the chemistry back to exactly where it needs to be. <laughs> we, we we run at about ninety nine point nine percent. But it's the point one where we can't still be in the no, same studio. Not allowed to. We're, still, we're still, still socially we're still isolate, in, isolating. We're still isolating. And you'll be pleased to know uh, that my little probe that I had last weekend, I am quarantine free. And uh, I, I passed. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> uh, because I was wondering where you were going for that uh, probe uh, piece. Yeah, no, that's, yep. uh, that was all good. And, no, you uh, did have uh, a probe up your proboscis. Yes, you? I had a, a, a COVID yeah. probe. Yes, it was. And uh, not with uh, not with much uh, say on my part. Uh, I've, not my, been, I say. I've not been tested. You haven't? No. Well, you don't have to be. No. So I just think I ended up in an unfortunate queue somewhere. Yeah, well, you were queuing for something. Well, you, no, you, I was trying to get out of a car park. You didn't know what you were queuing for. <laughs> That's all it was. So a very good afternoon to all of our listeners. Now, we want their help today, Rutsy. Yes, we do. Because we're going to talk about one of the greatest things that's happened in the last two or three months. What, the pubs and cafes the are going to open? The cafes are Yay! coming back again. So, um, and I'm going to pose the question, and I'll ask it now, so people have got time to ponder and, yeah. uh, and pontificate as to which way they'd like to uh, to think about this. We want people to send in. Now, come on, get your, pick up your iPhone or your tablet, whatever it is you've got, and, and we want an SMS into here on 0404 triple zero seven three six. I would like to pose the question uh, as the following. Yes. Where are you going to go first? Well, which pub? Well, which well it cafe? could be anything. Or yeah, it could restaurant? be a restaurant, could be a pub, could be a cafe. Um, you might even go to Luna Park or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, so, uh, so I want to know where people are going to go first. So we, uh, we, we June want... one, Scotty. June, June one, one is hey? the date planned by the Andrews government to let is Victorians it? back into the bar. Is that right? This, really? uh, this, uh, it is understood the patrons will be subjected to the um, new social distancing laws, similar to those introduced in Queensland this year, mm. which includes yes. only 10 patrons at a time, one in, one out. How's that going to work in, I have in no the rubber? Uh, bookings must be made. Oh. So you got to ring up and say, I'd like to, no. can, I, can I book a, a chair at the pub? Correct. Can so, I book a stool at the bar, yeah, And can I order my first pot, yes. please? <laughs> no more than one person per four square kilometres. <laughs> now, I know some bars that aren't that big. <laughs> and you have to stand oh. a, a metre and a half apart, so you're like waving at each other in the bar. No, I know. We'll, we'll just yeah. go to the pub and we'll just ring each other. Yeah, we'll just have, yeah. We'll have to talk on the phone. But uh, the greatest thing of all of this, uh, Scotty, is... Uh, Daniel Andrews was asked last last uh, last week about relaxing the pub lockdown laws, and he said we can't get back on the beers yet. Oh, All right, have you heard really? this? No. Well, listen to this, mate. This this is gold. This little piece. Have oh. a listen to this little baby. I'll get this going. Okay. Hang on. We just we just get some sound on. So these are the Hang pearls on. of wisdom from <laughs> yeah, the I, man. Hey, yeah. <laughs> what's no, happening over there, no, mate? No, Good. I've got this. I've got I was, this. Uh, I was, have a yeah. listen to this. 
Have a listen to this, buddy. This is fantastic. Many Victorians have reported feeling lost and confused right now. Why do you think this is? Because the pub is shut. That's not appropriate. I see. And what advice can you give to those of us who are suffering as a result of the pub being shut? You can have all your mates round to home and get on the beers. Just last week, we had a dinner party. Almost everybody at the dinner party had a case of beers. Beers. As best we can tell, that's appropriate. Some might say this is contradictory, given the current social distancing guidelines. If you could just please clarify, what exactly is the official recommendation right now? I don't care what you call it, just get on the beers. That's your civic duty. That's what's most important, and that's what must be done. Get on the beers, Scotty. Gold, hey? How good's that? That is tremendous news. That's how it's been mandated from, uh, from the man at the top. Yep. That we must get back on the beers. That's a nice piece of work that's been done through there. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Nice work. So, uh, now, mate, I continue. I, I've seriously got a testament's worth of things to talk to you about today. There's <laughs> that much fodder that's, uh, that's been out there. And I reckon, uh, based on the quick chat we had not so long ago, I reckon you might have a few things up your sleeve that uh, you're going to trot out. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to save one for a bit later. Um, let me just pose this, though. Um, and the headline would be, if Donald Trump had captained the Titanic, <laughs> the 10 things that he would have said. Oh, yeah, that'll so, be good. That'll uh, be so good. save that up. And then I'll talk to you about old uh, old Joe Smith. Joe Smith's got a couple of things in his house that he's uh, just querying as to where they're made. And uh, we'll have a chat about that. But And I suppose the, the probably even bigger than the pubs is that the footy's back. Footy's back. back. Footy's, footy's back. back. Now, June eleven. I did find a what little, I heard. Yeah, June eleven. Uh, what's that going to be? Going to be Collingwood, Richmond, oh, something under lights under with under lights four. with nobody in the. Stadium. Oh no, 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 forty seagulls. Forty yeah, seagulls. Yeah, so forty seagulls will be there. But uh, just in honour of uh, that, I did find uh, old mate on the uh, on the web. Oh, and this is Marty, and he's uh, and he's just penned a little piece. And uh, we, have you got the little warning button there? Because oh, hang on. he's uh, he, there is, uh, I think, one or two little uh, slips of the tongue. Uh, oh, really? So we just need to make sure that our uh, strong language warning, our listener go. listenership, is not shocked, no. and uh, we don't have to muck around with buttons. We'll just let it go through to the keeper. But uh, just have a well, listen. You're going to play it on your microphone? Yeah, I'm going to play. This is yeah, high well, tech. Well, I haven't got I haven't got the cords. You know, you're the King of the keyboard. I'm the king of the courts. Mate, you've got everything (laughs) over there. But uh, just have a wee listen to this. All right. This is good radio, Scotty. Is it going well? (laughs) Press play, mate. Uh, Well, I tell you what, I trialled this just before. This is is where... (laughs) Now, hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Stand by. Right here. Thanks to football that I must admit I miss. I miss fourteen dollar bourbons. I miss queuing up to piss. I miss seats that have no leg room. I miss twenty bucks to park. I miss our million dollar forward missing another mark. But the virus fucked the football. The game's been locked away. They played round one in a ghost town when no one watched them play. Yeah, the virus fucked the football. Oh, very good. 
Yeah, I haven't <laughs> heard that. That's very good. That's thought, uh, young uh, Marty Fields. It is uh, young Marty Fields. He's and, a very uh, funny man, Marty. He's... I, I follow him on Twitter. Do you? Do yourself a favour. Yeah. He's full of no, gags every no. day. So apologies for the uh, little bit of uh, yeah, the bit, little bit, bit of, of language, but uh, you know sometimes you've just got to play it as it is. Correct. And uh, if that's the worst thing that's happening in the world that a couple of those little uh, f bombs yes. <laughs> get dropped, no, then uh, we right. might as well all give up. I reckon. We've, but we've all been dropping. So anyway, that's now today, Scotty. I've got a bit. I've got obviously got some new. News about the football we're talking yep. about. I've got the news about the Brownlow. I've got the news yeah, about some nightclubs. I've got news today um, of what Britain are doing with sniffer dogs. So I'll talk oh. you through that. We do have the great delight today of also um, talking about the feedback we gave on the favourite Australian TV characters and the subsequent, as ever, backflip that's occurred um, from uh, from the thing we did last week where we went through the... the we, the TV characters, and we wrestled that to the ground and mm. critiqued it, and now it's uh, it's come back now, to, is to it give just, us some more gold today. Is it just my imagination, or I mean, this is about the third or fourth, um, you know, third or third or fourth item or, or discussion point where one week something gets printed, yeah, and then we talk about it, yes, and then the following week. There's more backflips than Cirque du Soleil. There's something going on here, Scotty. We do have a certain position well, of just, influence, but, well, but if yeah, I can take you through this. So, I mean, Alan so, Jones gave up this week, so... so I mean, if, you re- <laughs> if you recall, yes. Well, let's talk about, That's talk one about that later. One, too. one down, yeah, 794,000 to go. One misogynistic... Yeah, anyway. um, so, if you recall last week, we yeah. critiqued this article, um, Best Aussie TV Characters, and young Fiona Byrne. Um, went with Maggie Doyle and Charlene Mitchell and Molly yeah. Jones, etc., etc. Yeah. Well, in breaking news, I can. I'm glad to report, Scotty. Post our feedback. Yes. Guess who's bolted to the number one mark? Uh, I reckon it's old, uh, old Scarface tissues with the. Yeah, with the Norman, Norman Gunston. Scotty, <laughs> you beauty, the little bleeder, uh, has kicked out Blue Healer as the top pick. Oh. So he's topped the pole. In a triumph of comedy over drama, readers place Gunston, the character created by Gary McDonald, in first place. And guess who came in at number two, Scotty? Oh. Russell Coit. Oh, no, the great character. That's just um, a given for me. From Glenn Robbins. Yeah, he's just gold. He was in second position. Yeah. And uh, in number three was Skippy, the bush kangaroo. Oh, I mean, seriously. Hey? I mean, if you can't have Paul Hogan <laughs> at three. Or Where's Paul Hogan? I mean, Paul Hogan didn't even get to the list again this time round. Well, many readers did question why Paul Hogan had not made the original list for his various characters, particularly Leo Wanker. <laughs> 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 I used to like yeah. the one with the Norm guy with the big fat gun. Oh, yeah, and, and the, the esky and the, the, uh, yeah, and the yeah. toweling hat. And, and just, just for the sake of completeness, Scotty, number four yeah. was Alf Stewart from um, oh. from Home and Away, you know, the Struth, you know, yeah. Flame and Galaz yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dave Sullivan, um, Mrs. Jessup, Vic Buckley from Flying Doctors, Bev from number 96, yep. um, and so on it goes. But other characters to get support who were not in the original top 20... And a couple of these I'd forgotten about too, so these are good. Yes. Uh, Lorraine Bailey's character of Grace Sullivan. Yeah. Um, Ted Bullpit oh, from Kingswood Country was a glaring omission. That's that's so remiss of you and I, because oh, I we are very big Ted Bullpit fans. Oh, so, fantastic. No, we've Ted overlooked Bullpit. him. Oh, uh, Pat God. the Rat um, yeah. and Humphrey B. Bear. Humphrey B. Bear. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> 
we've got a we've got a bear with no pants on and he makes the top twenty. Yeah. Eh? It says a lot about Australia. <laughs> Scotty. So I look oh. forward to the next quiz that's thrown up by said uh, yeah. Fiona or our other friend Cameron. Yeah. Uh, we will take that down as well. <laughs> but that's great to see Paul Hogan back in, Norman Gunston back in, and oh, Ted Bullpit. Ted Bullpit. Oh, what a yeah. great character he the, was. Uh, now, in fact, I, I went to a function many, many years ago, and I actually went as Ted Bullpit. Did you? And did I, and, and I'll tell you, um, uh, I reckon it was, uh, I reckon it was an air guitar night. Oh, yeah. Down in Port Melbourne? Yeah, I used to run those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guitar Nights. Now, I reckon... Have we got a text? Is somebody just texting, do they? I don't know. Something just jumped on my screen here. Anyway, that's good radio. Um, uh, And I'll tell you what I did... Oh, I got B, B Smith, surely someone said. Oh, B Smith, B Smith, oh, yeah. yeah. Was B, it wasn't B. It wasn't B on the list last week. No, I don't think she was. Wasn't mate. She? I think the freak was. Oh, I love the fact somebody sent in. Who was that? I don't know. Who, it just came up with somebody. No, with a phone number. Well, whoever that was. Well thank done. you. Thank and you. to the rest of you, get your phones and start to. Pop some things in, and don't forget to tell us where you're going to go first when restaurants, bars, clubs, Correct. and nightclubs, and everything else opens. Um, no, but I'll tell you what say, I did. Pickle me, grandmother. He would say. I'll tell you what I did. I rang uh, the bloke who plays the son-in-law. Oh yes, and he told me Lex Marinos. I spoke to Lex Marinos, and yes. I said, Lex. I don't know how I got his number. Somebody had his number. I don't, I don't, and I we should actually, get him on the show. I actually rang. He could take. Uh, he, could, he could talk about not taking the Kingswood uh, and leave the money on the fridge. It's, and, our, it's our old mate, uh, our um, our uh, stock market guru down the road here. Oh, who's that in. So good, after, good on him. Turn to you, Mister K. Uh, thank you for your contribution. That's fantastic. Um, and uh, I spoke to Lex, uh, and he was Lex in, Marinos. He was in Perth, was he? Yeah, and he and I. Uh, this is going to. This is like forgetting the punchline now because <laughs> I said to him, "Give me some. Give me a fact about the show that nobody would remember or know." Yeah, and he told me the name of the greyhound. There was oh, a greyhound. There was. There was a greyhound in there, and and mate, this goes back. We're talking twenty oh, years ago, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. But he and, and it might come back to me. I, I dare say it won't. But um, he told me the name of the greyhound. He said, "You pose that as a question to anybody on your table." Yeah. Well, I actually, yeah. know. I know. Um, the, he had two racing greyhounds, Ted Bullpit. Yeah. One was called Repco Lad. Yes. 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 And the other was called Gaya Cobra. Oh, now maybe he told me something else because that doesn't ring no, well. But anyway, that's, that's actually Gaya fact. That's and they had, a, uh, they had a little house, a greyhound hutch, out, out next to Neville, the concrete yeah, uh, Aboriginal. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was too. What a gym. But, uh, you know. Repco lad and Gaya Not Cooper. the Kingswood and, you know. So if you see them running around oh. the Olympic Park dogs, you'd back them, I mean, you just, you? It, our screens just would not cope. With all the PC oh, tish yeah. in this day and age, we can't watch number 96. We can't have Ted Bullpit. No. You can't have um, Dick Emery. No. You can't have uh, Paul... You can't have um, Benny Hill. Yeah. Uh, all the carry-on films would be chucked out. <laughs> all you know. the, all oh, the mate, Benny Hill's all, gone. All yeah, the correct. good stuff that we used to have and yeah, just have a laugh at. You know, mate, it's all straight out the window. So um, anyway, there we go. Um, so uh, what have you got? For, you got something well, for me there? speaking about dogs, mate, I yep. wanted to alert you to the fact that there's certain stuff going on in Britain. Yeah. So they're training dogs to sniff out the coronavirus, Scotty. 
So right. there's pictures in the paper today of Jasper, Norman, Storm, Star, Asher and Digby. Yeah, These are medical detection dogs. So sniffer dogs will be trained to detect asymptomatic coronavirus carriers under a British government-backed initiative that could lead to 250 people being screened every hour. Three Cocker Spaniels, two Labradors and a Labradoodle <laughs> are to begin intensive training at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. I'm not making that up. Right. Using odour samples from patients who have been tested positive for the virus. The scheme could form a highly efficient and non-invasive means of singling out the most dangerous people for spreading the disease. Dogs could sweep through care homes, signalling to their handlers people, handlers, people who should be who should be tested. Yeah. Um, so instead of you getting a probe up your proboscis, you're probably <laughs> likely to get a cold nose in your regions oh. from one of the Labradoodles, Scotty. Right. So uh, interesting, isn't it? The research indicates dogs can be trained to detect disease at the equivalent dilution of one teaspoon of sugar in two Olympic pools. Wow. Incredible. I'm reading a book about dogs at the moment. Oh, yeah? mm. Being a dog owner. Yeah. And they're... Our eyes are our primary uh, sense. Yes. Theirs is their smell, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. their smell is highly attuned. So I thought that was very interesting, mate. You've got do- yeah. the dogs pioneering the research have been named Norman, Jasper, and Asher, all cocker spaniels, Storm and Star, the Labradors, and Digby, a Labradoodle. There Digby. Digby. I wonder how they. Uh, wonder how they train them. I wonder what they do. Well, what they're doing, mate, is they're using odour samples from yep. patients who've tested positive for the virus. Right. So the dogs okay. recognise the smell and they, yeah, you. you know, like when they show them a rag and then they go and yeah, seek right. and, yeah, and destroy seek it. And identify <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's right a very, on. very interesting initiative, I thought, speaking of dogs. All right. Well, that's, uh, like that. that's you know, again, all those things, I mean, pardon the pun, but, you know, all the things that are literally under our nose that uh, <laughs> yes. that we can, you know, now find another use for uh, during these uh, challengings and mind reshaping times. Yeah, that's quite right, Scotty. Very good. Now, now um, I'm, right. I was I was wondering um, through the week when you, the footy is back. You said the footy's coming yeah, back. And June 11 yes. is the planned return date for the football. That's right. Um, but uh, in breaking news, um, and this will send, send shockwaves through the AFL's high-profile WAG community. Oh, I saw the it. Brownlow Medal as a red oh. carpet gala and fashion extravaganza is expected to be yet another COVID-19 casualty, Scotty. Oh, dear. The Gownlow, as it is referred to, has yeah. become Australia's second biggest celebrity red carpet event, topped only by what? Uh, the L- Logie, the Logie Awards, yeah, both of which have been now, which have been cancelled as yeah, well. Exactly. While there will be a Brownlow presentation and an event of some kind, the fashion and celebrity circus that surrounds it is expected to be missing because of social distancing restrictions. For right. some wags. That moment in the spotlight on the arrival media wall is the most important night of the year. One they spend their months preparing with stylists, gown designers, hair and makeup artists, personal trainers, social media specialists and brand managers. It is also a valuable evening for designers and stylists who can spin favourable coverage into further business opportunities. Well, what I was going to say was, and, and uh, I'm just thinking back, uh, who was the last wag uh, per se that uh, nobody had ever seen and was some sort of a bombshell and unbelievably you know interviewed unbelievably on the red carpet and then went on to be something I'll probably Rebecca Judd Judd hmm. would that be right that'd be the only one hmm? well that's what I mean um, now the the states uh, a source 
a source, a, a source <laughs> close to the uh, close to this decision said there will be a Brownlow medal this year, but as an event, it will look very different to what we're used to. A source said. Let's oh. be honest. If we're at the stage where we can have 10 people in a cafe in May, it is hard to see that by October we are going to be able to have 1,300 people at the Palladium at Crown. And therefore, the other name for the evening was also known as the Crown Lows. The Crown Lows or the Gown Lows. <laughs> so there won't be too many crowns either, I yes, don't think. So, shocking um, news for CUB, uh, which well, was bought last week, I think you yeah, mentioned, no, by yeah, the Japanese. By the, uh, was the, not the Asahi group the Asahi that group, uh, picked yes. that up. So we've now got one owned by the Chinese and one owned by the Japanese or both? No, they're actually both owned by the, both uh, owned by the Japanese. By the Japanese. Big um, now, in um, we'll have to go to a break, and when we return, I want to talk to you about some money laundering activities, Scotty. Ooh. This is kind of like um, under underground crime. Is this under under underbelly? Under underbelly. Under <laughs> <laughs> Back in a sec. Right. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. These are some of the, the, the ticks. The, these are some of the ticks, the ticks that people with Tourette syndrome experience. Tourette syndrome is a neurological disorder characterised by involuntary body movements and vocalisations called ticks. It affects each person differently. Visit www.tourette.org.au to know more, or make a donation to help us to help those with Tourette's. It's time to learn. It's time to stand. Are you worried about your memory? Are you worried about Alzheimer's? Have you thought about the devastating effect it can have on your life and those around you? Do you think there's something you can do about it? Well, you can. By exercising your brain with puzzles, reading or learning something new, you might just reduce your risk of Alzheimer's. So think about it. Visit alzheimers.org.au. Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Well, it started out down a dirty road. Started. The sun went down as across the hill, and the town lit up. The world got still. I'm learning to fly, 
is the hardest thing With good old days May not return And the rocks might melt And the seed may burn Welcome back to the Guns, and there's a bit of Tom Petty for you on the Sunday afternoon, Scotty, and uh, we're doing flying songs today. Flying songs. Flying songs. Right. As an analogy to freedom. Freedom. So I've gone re- relatively highbrow today. You have, yes. Well, I, you, in you... other weeks, I've just had some really base excuse for a, for a song theme, yeah, but today true. I was thinking about songs of freedom, yep. um, being released from, you know, solitary, you know, behaviours, and the... Uh, Analogy of flying came to me, Scotty. Right. And I thought I'd play songs about flying <laughs> you, today. You look as though you had an epiphany. I had an epiphany. <laughs> I I tell you an what epiphany. I, I tell you what I heard during the week, and uh, you're going to tell me this has probably been around for a thousand years, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've just been living under a rock. Um, I heard a song by the Rolling Stones called A Ghost Living in a Ghost Town. No, I've not heard now, that. Now, it's actually, I believe it's actually an album. 
living in a ghost town. Mm. Uh, so do yourself a favour. Oh, well. um, because it's all about um, a virus. A virus. Yes. Oh. And I heard it and I thought, well... It's probably not uh, practical to play that now because we've sort of... Lived, no, we've, we've, we've passed the virus. We've come, we've come out of ghost status. <laughs> we, we did. We, and we, and we, now, we've done the Corona parodies last week, which is a, which is a, yeah. a lot, was a light-hearted look. It was. And but, now we're into freedom mode. But this is a cracking good song. With, so, you know, we'll be back to work soon. Well, I was just wondering the other day, yeah. apropos of nothing. Okay. Um, because I'm due to return to work uh, in in terms of a physical office building right. on June one at the same time as the bars open, Scotty. <laughs> what, which which what, presents me with somewhat of a conundrum. Yeah, what are you going to do on June two? <laughs> <laughs> June two might be a bit tricky. June two might be a bit dusty. But I was thinking uh, about this because good. what are you going to wear when you go back, right? Because I've been, yeah. we've sort of been used to an isolation yeah. wardrobe yeah. that is, yeah. let's just say, has comfort as its foremost requirement rather than form. Been in the jean suit for um, weeks. You know, so I can't imagine people are going to go back in draggy dacks. Imagine they'll have to <laughs> imagine the moccasins, the moccasin brigade, the moccasin, moccasins and Ugg boots and tracky dacks. I just don't know that that's going to be the thing. I think they're right. going to probably have to lift their game a bit, some of these people. But it's going to be interesting because um, there were, I, was, I saw an article through the week that uh, someone said there used to be a guy in the Burke Street Mall called the Free Hugs Guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, so if he's yeah, still there, get arrested him. for hugging people yeah, that's these right. days because yeah. that's not, you yeah. know, that's not, that behaviour won't no, be tolerated. It'll cost you $1,600, that hug. And have you seen, I mean, you were talking about queuing the other day. How many queues are there these days? Oh. It's become bloody a national sport now, the queuing. They're everywhere, queuing on lines and stuff. The sooner we can rip up that tape, the better, mate. Do you know that big, just as it just, just digress momentarily, and I'll just get this away, uh, the big warehouse joint down near Moorabbin Airport, you know, oh, with the red and blue writing, right? Yeah, no names, no pack drill. If they want to sponsor us, they can. Yeah. Um, I had to go there today. Uh, I was sent on an errand. On an errand, uh, yes. And I got there, fair income, the queue was 150 metres long to get yeah. in the front door. I'm not a queuer. Um, Turn around and go, go, back, so, go back later. Uh, look, I, I hung in, um, and why there was 150, I'll never know, because I actually got in the door within five minutes. So what they were doing, I've got no idea. Mm. And then on my way out... Uh, and I promise I'll finish this quickly. On my way out, I had one item, and I had a little morsel of something I'd bought uh, to eat, and I had a drink, and I was going to walk through the front door. Well, I finicked him. I almost got arrested <laughs> for walking out. Where's your receipt? And I said, it's here. It's in my hand. And Get back. Go back. Mm. I had one packet of prawn gyozas. And I had to produce about 17 receipts to say that I hadn't pinched it. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Alton. Go back to the That's a long way keep... to go for a gyoza, Scotty. You yeah. must be very hungry. Well, you know what they're like. You get about 8,000 of them oh. for about 20 bucks or something, you know. So, <laughs> so it's going to be interesting because we've got to COVID protect our new office when we go back into. Right. So we'll have to have lots of sanitizers and all of that sort of stuff. And I'll yep. get on to that in a minute. Yep. I wonder if we'll have to do temperature tests. Oh, yeah. All that Mate. sort of stuff. Yep. Temperature guns. Thermal imaging. Thermal imaging. Yep. And um, I did notice through the week that there's been le- there's increasing amounts of uh, fast food um, advertising starting to pick up. Yep. If you notice that. Yep. But um, don't really see much of the finger licking variety. 
going on because that sort of finger licking stuff yeah. is probably frowned upon these days. Transferable. <laughs> and you'll probably observe this on MasterChef too if you watch that show, that cooking show. Yeah. They're going to go into a zone where they have to, they can't all dive into the same plate of food and, yeah. you know, nosh up. Yeah. So that's all going to change. But I'm really going to be interested to see what happens when we go back. Well, can I, can I extrapolate further for you? Yep. Now, here's the conundrum. Tell me what's going to happen between the hours of, say, 7.30 and 8.30 when you've got a 50-storey high-rise building and everybody wants to get their office at the same time. Mm. How many people in the lift, Rutsy? Oh, social distance. How many people in the lift? It's going to take you three hours to get to your office. That's a good point. You raise. So it's not, and in fact, it's a very serious. Don't want to be on the top floor, do you? It's a very serious topic. um, In that, I was talking to a chap during the week, and and we were discussing exactly this around: Do you tell people to come in every second day so that you've only got half your workforce? Because if everybody all comes back on the one day. And there's six lifts, but it goes to, I don't know, 35 different businesses in the building. Mate, you're going to be queuing out the door. Another queue. You're going to be queuing back out in the street yeah. to get into a lift to get to your office. That's no good. You can't I've take the stairs. That. Yep. I've thought about that. So, and how many you reckon you can get in the lift? Four at a time? Four, One in yeah. each corner? One in each corner. That's it? Yeah, curled up in the fetal position. Good luck getting 3,000 people to their offices with four in a corner. You've got 24 at one time. Nice That's it. work. Good on you, mathematician. Hey? <laughs> How am I going, <laughs> Professor? Good on you. <laughs> I just thought I'd pose that. And then the other part is, that there is this whole piece around thermal imaging. This will be the new norm. So not only during COVID time, yeah. but you get somebody that comes to work that's looking a bit dodge, and they go, mate, you've got a temperature of 40. Yeah. Out. You've had a couple of dodgy prawns. Well, whatever you've had, but you need to go home yeah. so you don't actually infect anybody else with whatever it is you've got. It'll be the new norm. So, trucking a sickie used to be a national pastime. Now it becomes a you know a necessity. Well, trucking the, a sickie. The boss will now just send you home. Send you home. <laughs> Poor Go home. Stay at home. Anyway, watch this space. There's going to be a lot of action in that space. So there's been some action in another space through the week. Um, there's a there's a little story about money laundering that caught my eye, Scotty. Oh, and I've just yes. finished watching the Ozark series on Netflix, ah. which is about that very same subject. But this was a little closer to home. Yeah. And a bankrupt underworld figure accused yeah. of cleaning money for drug kingpin Tony Mockbell. Yes is understood to have raised $10 million in funding for an ASX-listed company e. making a bid to sanitise the hands of the world. Yes. E, e, e. Yeah, Skin Elements is the company. Announced right. to the ASX on April 16 that Carlton-based company State Securities had agreed an option, options deal that would deliver $10 million for the rollout of its national... National, nat- natural, 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 and called Invisishield. Now, oh, what I love about oh, this is, is it's, it's got laundering and it's got sanitisation in it. It's all very clean and yeah, it's, yeah. it's laundry. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And it's all about dirty money. It's all about <laughs> dirty money, correct. So, um, and, and what gets better because... Um, uh, state security is not a convention anyway. Sources familiar with the company claim a certain Mr. Karras. Um, so state securities is previously run by Tom Karras, who's a Mockbell associate. Yeah. Associate. Yeah. Now associate. owned by his brother-in-law. Colourful identity. Nick Maletsis, a former nightclub owner. Oh, of course he is. Who allegedly <laughs> beat an associate with a baseball bat. Oh. Right. Oh. 
dear. Sources familiar with the company, sources, yeah. claim Mr. Karras has been directly involved in the funding deal with Skin Elements despite being declared bankrupt in 2015. Of it gets course. better. Yeah. He, uh, he owes $67 million to the Australian tax office, according to uh, oh. a creditor's report by Pitcher Partners. <laughs> what? Oh, it's, it's good. So, Mr. Karras, who was named by the Piranha Anti-Gangland Task Force as a primary person of interest study <laughs> in Melbourne's organised crime scene, has been accused of laundering millions of dollars through the stolen identity of his cousin, Christos Caraglianis, a seasonal olive picker and taxi driver in Greece. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> gets, now, gets better. Uh, yep. Uh, the Skill Elements uh, chairman, Peter Malone, so this is the, this is the recipient of the $10 million, yeah. um, confirmed the company had dealt with Mr. Mr. Maletzis when negotiating the financing uh, deal. He'd never met Mr. Karras. He was unaware <laughs> of any assault allegations against Mr. Maletzis. He quotes, I don't know about his history, and I didn't know the stuff about the baseball bat. I'd suggest that people don't lead with that stuff on their CV. Oh, Oh, there's sound advice. (laughs) Now, he has no further comment to make. So this uh, this has got everything, right? This has got a link to Tony, the big boy. It's got a couple of dodgy guys who have been declared bankrupt and they're putting money through a stolen, stolen identity of a taxi driver in Greece. And this guy's beating people up with baseball bats. Mate. It's all in this article, Scotty. It's one piece of giant, great underbelly stuff that, going on. That is the full bento box, that yeah, one. It's got everything. <laughs> uh, and, and, money owed. And, and can I just check? There's one piece. It's disturbing that I, I haven't heard this, though. Did they not say that the person they are after was going to assist police with their inquiries? With, with their inquiries. <laughs> That's right. Um, so... Oh. so Former, former business partner Lou Jovanovsky alleged in court documents that Mr. Maletzis attacked him with a baseball bat. In court documents, Mr. Jovanovsky alleges Mr. Maletzis beat him with a baseball bat after forcing him to pick one of three handwritten envelopes. Oh. They were labelled, one, baseball bat, oh, no. two, hammer, oh, no. three, apology. Uh, oh. So he clearly didn't apologise, so no. he got beaten with a bat. <laughs> Beat on the brat with a baseball bat. It's a very good song by the Ramones. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that's just, I that's just kept gold. reading this and yep. it's just absolute gold. So um, yeah. it's in the papers, so hopefully we won't get a knock I, on the door late at night. I, I th- but <laughs> I um, think be right. it's got everything in there La- laundering, sanitisation, money. Oh, it's gold. Now, I, I, think that that, I think that needs to go into the two smoking guns uh, scrapbook. That's, right? in, that's, that's, uh, that's in the right, file. We, we, I've started a bit of a scrapbook about some of the things we need to get Johnny about, Sylvester so. onto this story. Yeah, so we, we might uh, have to tap Sly on the shoulder oh, about that he, one he, as well. He'd he rip, he rip this one a new hey, one, I reckon. I reckon that'd rip be it apart. Beauty. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, now I know we're going to have to say thank you to our sponsors again, yes, very shortly, and get, very get, and, get and, and get, get down there and support um, Mr. Tooley. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you know we're going to we've got some nice weather, and you know even if you get things ready for the upcoming spring and summer, get down and see Mr. Tooley. He's uh, he's a ripping good fella, and uh, and he will look after you. Just tell him that two smoking guns sent you down there, and he uh, he'll charge he'll, a double. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he'll sort. You, he will sort you right out. Now, I think we are going to go for well, Let's hear from the great, great man. Oh, let's hear all let's about hear him his great now, business. Righto. All Good. right, mate.
good. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. To keep us all safe and to help our health workers, it's vital to know quickly if you've come in contact with someone who has tested positive for coronavirus. It's why we've introduced the COVID Safe app. With your privacy protected by law, COVID Safe keeps a secure note of other users you've been near if you have to go out. So if they test positive for coronavirus, you'll be notified. It'll help us stop the spread sooner so we can get back to the things we love. Download COVID Safe today. Authorised by the Chief Medical Officer, Canberra. Hi, this is Barry Hall for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Here's a simple word of advice. If you enjoy a drink when you go out, keep it simple. Unless you're a rocket scientist, you don't really know whether you're under or over the limit. So try this, either drink or drive. Don't mess around trying to do both. That way you'll make the road a safer place for everyone. RAD, R-A-D-D.org.au Join Alex Hare every Wednesday morning between 9 and 11 a.m. for Thanks for the Memory. Take a nostalgic trip with Alex with segments like Spot On, Jazz As You Like It, The Top 5 of 50, Million Sellers, and much more. Thanks for the Memory with Alex Hare on Southern FM 88.3. The Sounds of the Bayside every Wednesday between 9 and 11.
And another flying song. Yes, Scotty. you have indeed. That's the Foo no. Fighters there, Learn to Fly. And yeah, great. Look, um, Dave that. Grohl is the lead singer of the yep. Foo Fighters. He used to be the drummer in Nirvana. You probably know that. But I, I recall, I don't recall many great drummers. He was a great drummer. Yeah. Probably still is. I don't know if he plays anymore, but who become um, singers, frontmen. Yeah, yeah, right. It doesn't happen often. Mate. No, I wouldn't have thought so. It doesn't happen often. Because normally you're back at the back, you know, it's a drummer's lot. I'm a drummer. You know, you sit at the back, you keep the beat, and all the show ponies are out the front doing their work. Yeah. Very rarely does one eschew the, the skins to could, go out the front and um, Could you, and, uh, and, and, and vice versa. Yeah. I can't imagine uh, in the day Michael Hutchins sort of putting a shirt on and yes, then, and it, and then going down the back of, or, or Mick Jagger yeah, or... Yeah. No, no, um, I've always had a hankering to play drums. Yeah, anyway, and, and imagine the pressure when he started, started the Foo Fighters and yeah. he was auditioning drummers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, want to be pretty exactly. good. Yeah, you'd want to be, for sure. Now, so we're doing flying songs and that was a, uh, another flying song and I was talking to you off air yep. about um, how wonderful it was last week to go out on the golf course, yes. Scotty. <laughs> and everyone was exhilarated because they were allowed out the yeah. boat. Boats are out on the on yep. the harbour as we out. speak, yep. and uh, people are out playing golf. There were so many people playing golf, Scotty. It was really? the slowest round in oh, the world, really? but uh, it was good to be out there. It was a lovely sunny day, not a breath of wind, and the ball was coming off the stick. Oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, left, yeah. Left a bit out there. Left a few shots on well, the golf course. But, well, that's sort of to be expected, though, isn't it? I mean, if you had, you, you haven't had the sticks for what three months now, two yeah, months, probably maybe? haven't had a whack for. Yeah, two and a half weeks, months. Two and a half months. Yeah, it's one of those things that you, you like, lacking a bit of touch, Scotty. That's all it yeah, was. Yeah, it's the it's the finesse, the that, finesse that just um, eludes you when you go back and you haven't played for a while. Yes. Yeah, well, it eludes me a lot. Well, I think I... what's good about this is uh, there's an excuse for a poor game because you haven't <laughs> right, played for yeah, a while. Well, I'm, a, I'm a bit rusty, but I'm telling you what, <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, it would have been. to be out playing golf again. We're yeah. very lucky to yeah. to have a lot of great golf courses yeah. in this state. We absolutely and, are. And uh, I was down on the Mornington. Peninsula playing. Yeah, it was well. fantastic, and I fully intend to do it again next week as well. Good. And get as much golf as I can in. That's the way. So, uh, onwards and upwards, because we've got a story here today that will warm the cockles of your heart and mine. All right. It's about red wine. <laughs> warm already. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, I had a lovely lunch yesterday, too, at a friend's place. It was a lovely day, and we did indulge in a few reds. Right. Which I lived to regret this morning. <laughs> did you do? But this is a little story on a bit of a tiff between oh. Crown Casino oh, yes. and the receivers for Heston Blumenfeld yeah. over his Grange hoard. Yeah, there might be a little bit there, I believe. Yes. So the collapse of celebrity chef Heston Blumenthal, Blumenthal. Uh, his dinner by Heston Restaurant Crown, has the casino operator and liquidators squabbling over drinks. BRI Ferrier has developed a taste for the liquid stuff, particularly the Grange in the restaurant's $400,000 cellar. $400,000 of wine. A collection of fine wine amassed by dinner by Heston has emerged as a point of tension between Crown Resorts and the liquidator. Crown has claimed ownership of the curated collection as it manoeuvres to limit its losses from the high-profile adventure. It argues it owns the wine, 
which includes drops such as Grand Cru Burgundy, Barolo and Grange, right. under a so-called bailment agreement. Right. Such agreements involve one party taking possession of another's property on the understanding it will be returned at a later date. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> luck that coming back if that goes well. <laughs> Not a um, hope. The latest report from creditors uh, said it received legal advice that Crown's ownership claim to the wine may be valid, but that isn't the end of the matter because it's failed to register its ownership within the legally required time frame. So there's there's, there's lawyers at 10 paces, Scotty, yeah. and they are all lining up to claim all the $400,000 seller of Grange and Grand Crew. I tell you what, mate. Only um, one winner. In I there. don't know that I've ever had a Grand Cru Burgundy, but I have had no. Grange. Yeah, and it's delicious. Yeah, yeah that's very good. And yeah. I would be squabbling yeah. over it too if there was uh, some yeah. some of that up for grabs. Yeah, and but ho- um, hopefully we get to talk to our friend uh, Zoe Warrington again. Yeah, yes, that would be nice to talk about to, Penfolds and the restaurant. And the restaurant ceased trading in mid-February, owing owing more than four million dollars in underpayments. It's one of several high-profile restaurants to go to go to the wall this year, Scotty. Wasn't what's it? What's the? Uh, uh, Percent, but yeah. what's the if they if they've seen a whole bunch of them come and go over time? What are they all getting wrong? Yeah, what do they learn? What are they? What all, I think they le- need to learn is people. Um, you can't charge seventy five bucks for fish and chips or too something. Too expensive. Yeah, too expensive. And the problem is they've they they rent. Is ridiculous because they're yep. in these high-profile rental places, yep. so their rent's huge, sure. and then they go and buy all the the booze. Yep, they got to store that, yep. and then they got to buy all the food and then prep it. So by the time it gets to your mouth, it's expensive. So if something's got to give. I think there's going to be a lot of restaurants fail. Yeah, it's, they've just got to. Uh, are they just not reading their audience? I you know, their, know. their patronage, you know, it's just... I never went to the dinner by no, yesterday, did you? No, no. God, no. No. <laughs> no. Now, the other thing that's falling like dominoes are nightclubs, Scotty. Yes. They now, are. this, this is an industry that's under uh, in crisis, absolute crisis. Uh, and there's a spin-off to that, which I've been thinking about, so you go yeah. and let me spin at the end. So, Revolver is on the market. That's, yep. It's in Paran. Yep. Have you been to Revolver? No. <laughs> no, no. Oh, years ago. Seven nightclub. It's gone into liquidation. The Big Mouth Restaurant in St Kilda on the corner of yeah, Barclay Street. There, that's that's not that. reopening. No. Um, and the Spotted Mallard is a good pub in Brunswick. It's for sale for two hundred uh, large. If you, if if you, if you want to buy it, the Caravan Music Club's moving from Bentley to Womthaggy. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. The the Gasometer is, uh, is it's got its leasehold up. The owners of the old bar and the Caringbush Hotel similarly are under enormous financial pressure. So it's basically. The Victorian government's working on, you know, the guidelines to allow clubs to reopen at um, 25% capacity, but that's not really going to do it for a nightclub, right? Because they they need 80% capacity at least to even break even. But they, I didn't, I didn't, I read an article through the week. The number of taxes that a nightclub has to pay is extraordinary. They have to pay, I'll just name a few of them. They have to pay. Venues pay more taxes either directly or indirectly than any other sector of the economy. These taxes include the wine equalisation tax, whatever that is, alcohol excise, liquor licence fees, land tax, PAYG, payroll tax, rates, fire levies, GST and company tax. Wow. So if we're going to get the nightclubs back, those taxes have to be reviewed or reduced or waived or something if they're going to survive because it's just ridiculous. Even if they come back to business, they're still paying all that tax it's on the cost, revenue. It's going to cost you 150 bucks to get in. Well, <laughs> probably. 
Probably. And have you thought about the extrapolation of um, how do I dance around this delicately? Um, uh, performance enhancing dancing things? Well, we didn't. Within nightclubs? We didn't allude allegedly last week might. To the things that, what the reason, the things that gyms and nightclubs have in common. Yeah. And we walked through. People getting sweaty. Yep. Um, people taking performance-enhancing substances. Yeah, correct. So protein shakes or yeah. oh, protein. other that, things. That's where I was going. <laughs> protein shakes. I wonder where the protein shake exchange happens Yeah, now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't not know. in the nightclub toilet, No, clearly. I don't think so. But um, sure. it's very, very sad because Melbourne obviously is a city that punches above its weight in hospitality and entertainment and yep. music and, and yep. gigs, but it may never recover. So we might lose our status. As the music capital of the world, Scotty. Well, that's a bit. Which tragic, would be very, it? very sad. Well, that might be a little, uh, a little segue. I did uh, tease you a little earlier by saying I've got a, I've got a chap that I came across um, <clears throat> who's got a little bit of a dilemma. Mm. His name's Joe Smith. Joe Smith. Yeah. So uh, you know, that, not... if, if if anything, that sounds like a, a made-up name. So is Joe Smith. He's not a taxi driver in Greece. No. Uh, <laughs> with a name like Joe Smith. Anyway, um, there was a little piece I did find, and it was called uh, The World or Australia Needs to Wake the Hell Up. So, ah, okay. it goes like this. Is this serious, Scotty, or is well, this has a comedy, well, uh, comedy uh, spin uh, on it? It's got a comedy spin to it, but uh, the underlying uh, leaf, right. if you like, the, the motif, is uh, scary. Right, okay. Right? Fire so, away. So, Joe Smith, uh, he started the day... Uh, early, having his alarm clock, made in Japan, yep. for 6am, uh, while his coffee pot, made in China, was perking, he shaved with his electric razor, made in Hong Kong. <laughs> he put on his dress shirt, made in Sri Lanka, yeah. designer jeans, made in Singapore, and tennis shoes, made in Korea. After cooking his breakfast, uh, he sat down with his calculator. Made in Mexico. <laughs> to see how much he could spend today. After setting his watch, made in Taiwan, to the radio, made in India, he got to his car, made in Germany, <laughs> filled it with petrol from Saudi Arabia, and continued his search for a good-paying Australian job at the end of uh, yet another discouraging and fruitless day, checking his computer, made in Malaysia, <laughs> Joe decided to relax for a while. He put on his sandals, made in Brazil, <laughs> poured himself a glass of wine, made in France, <laughs> and turned on his TV, made in Indonesia, and then wondered why he can't find a good paying job in, in Australia. Australia. <laughs> So, well, there's a moral to that story, Scotty. Start we, building stuff. We talked about it last week. Australia we needs did. to get smarter. Yep. Brings back some of the manufacturing yep. and supply chain to our country, yep. not giving it away to other countries. Yeah, and we've talked about those that have got are holding all the shekels yes. and, and all, you know, even even the raw material, if you like. Um, and that then, uh, maybe there is some light at the end of the tunnel, because if I may, mm. I'll add another piece on, and that was, I did come across a piece that said, uh, Aussie made gets seal of approval. Now, I don't know whether you saw that. 
uh, Australians are buying homegrown products in record numbers. Good. Prompting an influx of applications from brands to use the Australian-made logo. Mm-hmm. So they're all going, look at me, kick it at me, kick it at me, I want to yeah. use the logo. Um, Chief Executive of Australian-made Ben Lazaro has, uh, said applications to use the logo had increased by 250% since February. Good, up from one yep. to <laughs> yeah, 2.5. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, none of the items I've just made, by the way, so, <laughs> I've just talked about. So, uh, uh, we're seeing a big uplift in applications to use the logo. In the last couple of months, that's increased fourfold. Uh, but it's the consumers who ultimately benefit. Uh, they've got a very clear indicator that those products are genuinely Australian and they know they have gone through a uh, compliance process. There you go. So it's all well and good, but what, what is it we're actually going to build? What are we going to make? Uh, cost effectively so that we're not buying a clock radio for $700, I guess. Um, you know, that's I think that's the challenge that we've got is that uh, the smarts and the uh, cost effectiveness of doing things in other countries um, have seen us almost throw our hands in the air over the last 10, 15, 20 years and say, well, you, you can buy it off us if you like uh, because we can't compete anymore. That's it. So uh, the only real way through that, Scotty, is obviously we need to tax less. So, which yep. this is the lower revenue base. Yep. So you know we're going to have to learn to um, and then find, find it through that. Find it somewhere else. Now um, it's a happy birthday today. Oh, very good. Um, to uh, uh, an album. An album. <laughs> of course it is. Yes. It's uh, oh, it's black, good. black, back in black. The ACDC album, oh, back in brilliant. black, is forty. Is it really? It's 40 years old today. Great. And, um, of course, that's an iconic album that was the um, it's the album that they put out post-Bon Scott departing the um, Mortal Coil. Oh, uh, right. Okay. And the uh, the question must be asked, because it's a huge band, ACDC, as, you, as you'd appreciate. Indeed. That album alone, which was put out in 1980, Scotty. Wow. Right? 80. It sold 25 million copies, right, in the US alone. Wow. So it's massive. But is there another successful rock band who lost their charismatic lead singer, then continued on doing the same thing, the same sort of music with a new lead singer and became more successful than they were before? I think not. I think that's a remarkable story. They had six albums and they were going really well with the beautiful Bond. Yeah. Then he just drank a little bit too much one night. <laughs> got, got just you, a little bit you, tipsy. You think he had a bad prune, do you? He had a bad gyoza. <laughs> bad gyoza. And, uh, but that, I was reading an article on this, and, and, and it's a remarkable story that some people believe that the 10 songs on the album couldn't possibly have been written by the Young Brothers and the new kid on the block, Brian Johnson, right. that Bon Scott must have had a hand in it. Right. And some people apparently there's missing tapes that uh, that are rec- recordings of Bon Scott singing some of the songs on the album. Right. So the provenance of the album's conception remains, you know, hotly debated. So all the ten songs are credited to Young Young and Johnson, but fans are split on whether they they think Bon Scott may have had something to do with it. But also, he's he's it's it's in another remarkable thing, his notebooks went missing. So he's he always had a bottle near his hand, and he always had his notebooks near his hand to write down things. But his lyrics in progress notebook um, went missing on the night that he died. Whoa! So spooky, right? 
Um, or just very convenient. And yes, and there's people that have written books on ACDC over the years. They always talk about the missing notebooks. And this guy, I love Jesse Fink, he said, finding the notebooks would be akin to finding the holy grail for ACDC fans and change music history. And it probably would. But oh, there you go. Would. So happy birthday to the Back in Black album, which got a many, many rotations at my place when it came out. Yep. So I thought we'd just take in a track from that iconic album, Scotty, because uh, you don't hear Akadaka often enough for my liking. It would be rude not to. It would be rude not to. <laughs> so here and we go. Very good.
Bam, Whoa. Scotty. Hakadaka. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time of the day or night you play Hakadaka. This it's it gold, just isn't it? gets you up and about. I'll tell it? you what it's you want to do. I watched. I was, I was, I was with the boys on Friday night because we're allowed to see each other, <laughs> and we were playing some tunes. And right. there's a if you go to YouTube, yeah. and you type in ACDC live at River Plate Stadium. Yes. And River Plate Stadium is in Buenos Aires, which is the capital of Argentina. Yes. You will see 70,000 Argentinians going bat crazy. Cocoa bananas? (laughs) Cocoa bananas. (laughs) They've all got the little red devil horns on. Have they? From a concert ACDC did there in 2009 or 10 or something. And it goes off. They the biggest mosh pit I've ever seen. Really? How many people here again? Seventy thousand. Really? Packed in. My God. And oh, they went cocoa bananas. <laughs> it's <laughs> the greatest live footage, arguably the greatest live footage of I've seen. They've gone bunter. Yeah, bunter. <laughs> so look that up when you get a chance. I will. You would love it. Yeah. Right. All I these crazy Argentinians going completely coco. <laughs> Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to... Uh, I found this uh, little piece about some things, and uh, it didn't have a title, but I decided I've, I've given it one. Oh, good on you. Yeah. You've done your own sub-editing. Yeah, yeah. so um, what I've called it is Mind Messes. Mm. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with yours. Oh, good. <laughs> great. No, I'm just going to share some of these with you, but these are... Uh, um, there must be a term for that. Maybe they're just all conundrums. I don't know. Um, oh, do, you need, do you need a uh, an introduction, Scotty, to this? Uh, yes. There we go. Coming to you now, mind messes by <laughs> A. Scott. <laughs> so uh, let me um, let me just pose the following to you, mm-hmm. and I'll just like your reaction. That's all. Right. Um, why do noses run, but feet smell? Uh, (laughs) I told you to be a mind messer. Why do do noses run but feet smell? Don't don't, don't clearly understand what this is. Just right. Anyway. I uh, I don't know. The correct response. So why are they all called apartments if they're all built together? Oh, nice. (laughs) Don't mind that at all. All right. Now. How come your lips don't touch when you say touch? Touch. But they touch when you say separate. Separate, yeah. That's because of the P. <laughs> P. Anyway, just put that out there. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, this is uh, going as well as shower thoughts, dear. Oh, is it that, that bad? That ill-fated All right, we'll try, the, we'll try this one on, uh, uh, Sherlock. Um, if you get out of the shower clean, then why does your towel get dirty? Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> there you go. It's a very good question. Get out of the shower clean, so why does your towel get dirty? Don't know. Anyway. That's a shower um, thought. Why is it called a building if it's already built? <laughs> so it should be called a built. <laughs> it should be called just a built. <laughs> that's a good built over there. Uh, why do foods get cold but drinks get warm? Well... <laughs> Why do, why, do, why, do we... why do foods get go cold? Yeah. But drinks get warm. I don't know. We're we talking about the football now. 
I've only got a couple more. Can't wait to go to the footy and have a warm yeah, pie and a no, cold no, pie. No, I, I, a cold I, pie and a warm beer. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, no, I hear you, but uh, just just work with me for uh, just a touch longer. Um, if money is the root of all evil, then why do ch- why do churches ask for it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. There's Interesting. One. Yes, there you Interesting. go. And uh, who came first, chicken or the egg? Uh, the chicken. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Where did it come from? An egg. An egg. <laughs> Where did the egg come from? Chicken. <laughs> I just thought they were quite amusing uh, little pieces, uh, little snippets that I'd found, so I thought I'd just share those with you. Uh, all right. Can, can I use <laughs> That went really well, that didn't it? went really well. All right. I've got... Uh, I do have one more. Uh, I'm just not sure if I can find it. I've got one for you. All right. You give me one while I try and find why, mine. Why does, um, why does um, red wine stain your lips and tongue? Because of the red grapes. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's kind of correct, but... Um, what, what it is, is it's a change in the pH. Wine has a low pH and your mouth has a high pH, which turns the colour um, into, into red and black. Right. So I just thought there's a fun fact for you. That's, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Uh, well, then uh, I'm, I'm really struggling to find uh, something that I really want to share with you because, uh, oh, here it is. I've just found it now. Just bear with me. Um, this is a genuine ad. Um, which <laughs> just caught my attention. I just thought it was highly amusing. Um, uh, this is a genuine ad from 1964. That's good. Um, what's, it, what's it for? Um, it's for, uh, do you know what? One of the world's greatest products ever made, in my view. Right. WD-40. Oh, that's good, isn't it? There's nothing WD-40 it fix, can't do. It fix everything. It fixes everything. God damn everything. It does, doesn't it? Right. It lubricates, it, it unrusts, it, yeah. it, 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 it's got some extraordinary properties. I do know a bloke that uh, suggested that you could put it on your shoes um, because it actually, it, it sort of gave them a nice uh, shine. Right. Yeah, no, it, 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 it takes it off. <laughs> 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 the colour just goes away. Uh, don't ask me why I know that. Okay. Um so if you don't read anything uh, else for the rest of the day, uh, this one just might make you laugh. Um, <clears throat> I'll try and be as <laughs> serious as I can. Um, do you have tight nuts? <laughs> or a rusty tool? <laughs> then use WD-40 in the man-sized pressure pack. The man size. Yes. So that is standing nine inches high, one inch in diameter. And complete with a red knob. Oh, dear. Um, but it, uh, it makes old tools like new again. Uh, tools slide in and out with ease. It lubricates dry passageways. It makes screwing a pleasure. Oh. It gives better penetration. <laughs> Buy some, try some, keep a spare pack in your car for emergencies. Oh, dear. That is a genuine rigid edge is ad that, from 1964 about WD-40. Is that right? Yep. And, and the scriptwriters went on to write for the Dick Emery show oh. and the <laughs> Benny Hill show. Uh, yes. They wouldn't have even... I mean, you can only hope they were genuinely having the biggest laugh of all time, taking the P15 out of that oh, and yes. writing that as an ad oh, and, yes. and, and running it. 
would you know oh, and actually putting it and out running there. running with it yeah yeah, yeah correct so wd-40 yeah you know you can um there's there's lots of different uses for wd-40 is there scotty you yes. mentioned it before but you know yep. if you have, if you've got a little bit of a another car's paint on your car yeah you know a bit of that yeah. it gets rid of that does it yep you can clean carpet stains with it yeah no i did i did hear that yeah yep you can keep um uh you know spiders and uh, insects away because they don't because they don't like the wd-40 you know sort of um, the viscosity right you can do that yep. and you can get um you know if you get you stand in your in a bit of dog poo you can get that off with wd-40 it works on that right chewing gum you know all that sort of stuff sticky fingers yep so you can um you can re- use it for a lot of things mate it is probably next to um Bicarb of soda. Yeah, bicarb of soda is good. And um, Coke. I reckon <laughs> I reckon that's a good invention. Is it as good as the um, invention of the um, the you know those notes? The stick Oh the sticky st- notes. Sticky notes. Do you reckon they're or, ve- or Velcro? Yeah, well, Velcro's a good invention. Now somebody was offered the opportunity to buy Velcro yeah. and they said oh, pardon no. the pun. It'll never catch on. It'll never catch on. It'll never catch on. <laughs> true story. Actually passed it up, and um, lo and behold. So, um, bicarbonate soda and vinegar are the uh, two magic properties. If you uh, you got a bit of a dirty old sink at home, yeah. uh, get some bicarbonate soda, yeah. uh, a little bit of vinegar, and through the, uh, through the old mate um, sink, and away she goes. If you've got a blocked... Toilet or sink. You tip the bicarb soda in, leave it there for a bit, go and get the vinegar, and she froths up like there's nobody's business, and whooshka. Out she goes. So that's all Mr. Muscle is then. Probably uh, bicarb and yeah, vinegar. Yeah, probably. probably. Yep. But I mean, bicarb soda is, is quite extraordinary. The other thing with vinegar is vinegar gets uh, rid of rust. So if you've got some rust somewhere... Well, it's the asset, isn't it? it yeah, so go and get, yeah, but go and get some alfoil yeah. and some vinegar. And dip your alfoil in the vinegar and rub it on your rust and see what happens to it. Really? Wooshka. Wooshka. Gone. Gone. God. Yep. Look at you. Look, Look at, at me you, go. Huh? Look now, at before I forget, because otherwise I've, I've been meaning to do this for, for weeks. Domesticated goddess. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm into that sort of stuff of, you know, those... Clearly. You know, ways of, of doing things yeah. that, you know... I mean, like even yesterday, for example, I'm renovating this beautiful old garden seat. I don't know. I've you're, told still, you you're still doing yeah, that. Yeah, I'm still doing that. But I gave it its first coat of varnish yesterday. Oh, yes. I've stripped all the timber back. But I couldn't buy black-headed, uh, round-headed screws. And nuts to be able to bolt my timber to the frame, mm. so I just painted them, painted the tops of them black, so now they look black. <laughs> there you go. Just sort of share fun fact. Um, I want to give a shout out, um, and it's probably a little bit of self indulgence because the bride's uh, up there today uh, to all the crew up at Services Australia. Yes, um, yes. Because they have been working tirelessly, weekend after weekend after weekend, uh, helping people with their um, payments and entitlements through this very tough time. So to Danny and all the crew up there uh, in Moorabbin, uh it's a very good afternoon to all of you, and I hope you're still listening in at this stage. Uh, normally we've lost you by now, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we. Uh, I think uh, most of the time the, the crew up there hang in, so it's, uh, thank you for everything you're doing for all those people that need uh, need the help, and a uh, big shout-out to you guys. Well yeah, done. Yeah, well done, well done. Now, Scotty, uh, yes, just mate. to change the tack. 
tight topic of conversation. <laughs> I, I, I've, rat- I've rattled I, you a bit, haven't I, I, I with you, absolute well, garbage? Yes, <laughs> yeah, you've, you've thrown me with a few things about UB40 and WD40. UB40, where are you going? Yeah, a band. Uh, um, now, last week, you yes. kindly took us through some nicknames oh, that did. were highly amusing. Yeah, they were great. And um, just, You were very good. You, you got yeah, well, I've got a few of them. But following on from that, oh, yeah. um, it's a good piece in the paper yep. from Ando. Ando. Um, good man. He said, it's impossible to raise the subject of nicknames without discussing the great Rex Hunt. Oh, yibbida, yibbida. Uh, hey? He adopted the Lou Richards penchant for nicknames, but he took them to a whole different level. Didn't he ever. Didn't he? What? Didn't he ever. So he had obviously uh, the cranium, Mill Hannah. Yep, that's right. <laughs> this yep. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Earl Spaulding was the golf ball. <laughs> the golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon Graham Johncock's nickname oh, was from Rexy Boy? Uh, floppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to keep that nice. Strong language one. <laughs> It was Stiffy. Stiffy, yeah. And right. uh, Jason Tawney got horny. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and he's oh. ripped into a few of these. Um, Stuart, heavy overnight, you. <laughs> 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 Which I loved. Oh, that's a belt. And Sean, not a well man. <laughs> Just a ripper as well. He's gone, oh. Trent, yellow yep. brick, crowed, <laughs> yeah. which I love to hear. This one, this oh, one, yeah, I used yeah. to love this one. Dean, special fried rice. Uh, and he, did he get? Did he give him that when he went to Carlton? Yeah, yeah, yeah special yeah, fried right. rice. Yep. Um, Paul, Dr. Christian Barnard. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone with Troy, the mediator, make peace. <laughs> Imagine being called the mediator. <laughs> and this is a great one. Yeah. Mitch Hahn got Mitch Premium Light Hahn. <laughs> <laughs> he was a ripper, Rex. Why, why oh, isn't yeah. Rex broadcasting football? Oh, I don't know. They, in fact, he came back uh, He came back and did some cameo did um, yeah, a couple of games last year. Yeah, he did. Oh, he, um, he was one of the great callers. Oh, I, the, loved, uh, I loved Rexy. The, the fat lady. Oh, the know, fat lady. And then that's all. And then in terms of those names, yeah, Blatt. I reckon you might have just been one column short. Oh, was there, I? Yeah, there's a, there's oh, a, give me some more. There's a racing piece that goes with this. Oh, good. Yeah. So there you go. I'll, I'll share this one with share you. Share that with me. Uh, this is called Through the Keeper. Right. It's hard to get a sneaky name through in the horse racing world these days, but the owner's of a Simon Wilde-trained gilding may have done just that. The three-year-old owned by the Blackwell and Whitehead families ran third at Hamilton on Thursday to continue a a consistent career. His sire is Safeguard, and his name is Dinger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll process Uh, that. We'll take a break uh, and I'll process that. Very good. Uh, Well done. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber Venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Can you spare just three hours per fortnight? If you can, then Arthritis Victoria is looking for volunteers 
to staff their opportunity shops located in Malvern, Caulfield and their new shop in Glen Huntley Road, Elstonwick. All money raised by the opportunity shops goes toward providing services for people with arthritis and other musculoskeletal diseases. If you are able to assist, telephone Gillian Vanderdrift at Arthritis Victoria on 95300255. Hey, I'm Scott McLaughlin here from the Shell V Power Racing Team for RAD. How many people do you know who've been killed, seriously injured or lost their licence on our roads? I bet you know someone. And how many times were you in a position to take someone's car keys because they had too much to drink? To stop someone from texting while they're driving or to refuse getting in a car because the driver wouldn't put their seatbelt on? Little things you do can make a massive difference. What will you do to help drive the road toll towards zero? Rad. R-A-D-D.org.au Hi, I'm Pauline O'Brien, the presenter of In the Middle of an Island. Come and join me on Wizfiz Island on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon where I just play the music that I'd love to listen to whilst I'm just laying back in the hammock with the remote control and a lovely strawberry daiquiri. In the middle of an island on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon. Plenty time to do some kissing Plenty time for lots of loving From Paran to Parkdale You're listening to Southern FM I could fly into the sky 
right flank. Yablet has kicked three. And this will be a bad blow for Carlton if Ablett scores from 47 metres out tonight. So Yablet, he comes in on the right half forward flank of the fish market in from 50. Puts an odd sway. <laughs> oh, uh, you miss him, don't you? Vinci the well, you know I love a challenge, and yeah. uh, I'm going to reach out to well, uh, get the great man on the two reach out to the, to the network, and we'll uh, we'll see whether we can grab Big Rexy. Wouldn't one day. footy coming back on June 11 be so much better if the great man, oh, the bearded burglar, was just calling still on that, calling it, calling on that Thursday night, it's, Collingwood, it's Richmond, lacking MCG. a shed load of atmosphere with no crowd, but I reckon he could make it sound better. Just talk me through this and call me stupid, which you have many times, <laughs> all right? <laughs> but why can't they get the sound of another game of football and just pump it through the speakers at the MCG and then have somebody upstairs in the commentary box and when somebody gets caught with a ball, he hits a button it goes, and it goes, ball! ball! <laughs> Why can't they do that? The ball button. Yes! <laughs> Could you imagine? We'll have the ball button, the yes the button. Yes button. Um, I, I just don't get why they can't at least have some the, ambient crowd noise. You've got the white maggot. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that anymore. Oh, no. you get, you know, the, oh, like, the trouble. The, well, you get, Sorry to all the umpires you get, you get out the, there. They zoom in you on a camera now, and, uh, they, and a bloke comes along in all in blue, and he carts you away. Yes. Um, Political correctness. I forgot about that. Oh, now speak. Remember that? They had um, uh, behavioural awareness officers oh, at the yeah. football last yeah. year. Remember yeah. that? Oh, 100%. Right? And then the, the, and the number up on the screen, the mobile <laughs> number, you could ring and go... Dob in a mate. Yeah. Uh, section C, <laughs> row F, seats 42 and 43. The, the disgruntled St Kilda supporter. Eject! <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking uh, of PC... Now, we uh, had before, Rexy, oh, we yeah. had another flying song. Oh, yeah. And it was by the great Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, it was. Who had to cancel his bloody concerts. Oh, you were going the, to see. I was going to see You were Lenny. going to see the great Lenny. And you he's were. put it off. And I, I got a tweet through the through the week from Ticketmaster who said uh, he's not coming this year. He's, he's spat the dummy. Oh, really? He's not returning. Oh. So um, we won't get to see Mr. Taxi Driver and oh, all those okay. other great songs. Will he ever come back again? I don't know, mate. He's young enough too, Is I he? guess. How old is he? I'd be in his 50s. 50s, yeah, so. Still belting it out? Still belting it out, lady. Yeah, well, I guess he must be. Yeah. Well, now, talking about belting things out and um, the, the, you know, the chap that obviously has been um, entertaining us no end on a global scale in recent times uh, with some of the uh, gesticulation that he's gone on with, um, some of the uh, rumour, the innuendo, the comments, the... Uh, Bizarre behaviour at times, dare I say. Um, our old mate over in the US. Oh, the red-headed buffoon. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, somebody uh, was kind enough to post uh, this to me, and uh, it's entitled, If Donald Trump Had Captained the Titanic. Oh, God, <laughs> really? Yeah. So, this will uh, be good. In a very, very uh, poor Trump-esque Mm. Uh, endeavour. Yes. Um, uh, come with me on this journey before we hit an iceberg. Um, <clears throat> there is no iceberg. There is no iceberg. There is no iceberg. 
We won't hit an iceberg. I knew it was an iceberg before anybody else knew it was an iceberg. No one knows icebergs better than I do. I know icebergs. The penguins brought the icebergs here. No one could have predicted the iceberg. No one. No one, not even me. The crew is, sp- uh, the crew is sp- uh, spreading fake news about the iceberg. Uh, uh, some of you will have to drown. Uh, I'm the best captain. Ask anyone. Ask anyone, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So could you imagine? Best. I mean, that, I know more about Titanics than anyone. Oh, exactly. Ask anyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ask anyone. Ask I mean, anyone. He, uh, and and that's very much in keeping with a lot of uh, a lot of the other rhetoric that I've heard coming, <laughs> being disseminated from that part of the world about he knows everything about everything and yeah. everyone. And anyway, uh, that's probably why two hundred thousand of them are dead. Titanic's um, from China. No, from it's China. From China. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, you know we always do try and find just a lighter way to uh, work our way through some of those things. Now. Well, AFL football has gone a bit... Speaking a bit about politicians... Oh, yeah, okay. And This is a rough segue. Yes. And and you'd have to um, assume that we could call Donald Trump a politician. (laughs) (laughs) I sometimes doubt it. The problem was his mother did. We've got it. We've got got a local lad in Victoria. Yes. um, The Honourable Tim Smith, MP. Yep. Member for Q. Yep. Um, he's been in the news lately. Yeah. He, he's behaving like a bit of a twat. He, yeah. He's been uh, sending these rather annoying tweets oh. uh, about dictator Dan. Oh. And he's run with the, he's run with this a day ago, yep. which is or a couple of days ago, and he's getting in a bit of heat from his party on it. He's gone with this. This is this is an MP, right? Yeah. No. To his leader. He's, no, this is in, in oh. reference. He's, he's he's a liberal. Oh, sorry, liberal MP. For Q, young right. bloke. Yep, he's gone with this uh, on his official handle, his Twitter handle. <laughs> on his right? handle. On his handle. <laughs> it's like that. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm up with all the isn't, lingo. Isn't a handle something you used to have when you had a CB radio? <laughs> yeah, Didn't it? Yeah. Well, isn't that your handle? That was your handle. That was your handle. Anyway, yeah, rubber ducky. We yeah. got a convoy. Everything old is yeah. new again, as they say. So he's gone with. In Victoria, with control freak wowsers like Dictator Dan running the show, you can't even sit down for a coffee, let alone a beer. Our Premier is such a friendless loser. Of course, Victoria has no plans to reopen. Licensed venues who would invite... And then he's gone with, shame on on you, Um, Tim Pallas. He's had a crack at Tim Pallas. Your obsequiousness, great word, obsequiousness to the Chinese communist regime is disgusting. Um, da, 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 and he's gone yeah. with. Can everyone see our chairman Dan and his deputy Chihuahua are shamelessly manipulating this crisis? So he's he's raised his profile, Scotty. He's got him gone and got himself a double page spread in the little paper. Has he? And he's uh, he's come up against his leader, who's sort of asking him just to tone it down just, just slightly, to, just dull it down a touch. Um, but it's a, it's an interesting one because Dan um, is just. You know, you wouldn't even know who the opposition was. No. It's the same federally. No. I mean, while they're in the middle of this crisis, they're getting all the airtime. They're on the news every day. And I guess he's got to do something to and, try and raise his profile. And this Same. is, you talk about elbows, yeah. who comes on and actually doesn't really say anything. 
Well, the problem all. is he's... Um, he's well, you can't, can you? He's, this... he's, he just likes the oxygen, I think. <laughs> Seriously. And, um, you know, so I don't, I don't think it's very helpful for his party. But anyway, he's gone and got himself a double-page spread. He's obviously got leadership aspirations, mate. So, well, uh, politicians, eh? Behaving badly. Yeah. Mm. That's... Uh... be the first time. <laughs> well, and the problem is... Do they not realise that, you know, if if there was to be good fortune one day, all this stuff catches up with you? Well, it does, mate. You know, because they go, do you know Whatever what? you put on your hand Are you the same grub yeah. that, you know, trotted this out in 2020 when you said the following? People have long yeah. memories. Well, they do, and they go trolling for it, and they find and it. Especially so, when you put it on something as silly as tweet. Yeah, uh, you just gotta, you just really gotta be a bit careful, I think. But anyway, uh, I don't think careful and politics uh, are in the same sentence, but um, <laughs> at all. Now, um, I told you, that, uh, and we talked earlier about the fact that um, I'd been up and I'd, I'd had my test and uh, not in quarantine, so we're all good. But um, seems like some of the uh, the footballers um, are a little bit more concerned. <laughs> Um, uh, and there was a, um, a chap here, Jai Simpkin, uh, who plays for the North Melbourne Football Club. Jai. Jai. Spelled J-Y. J-Y. Uh, he doesn't that's, think that's, he'll that's, ever uh, get used to having... R- really good spelling, again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jai. G-Jai Simpkin. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't think he'll ever get used to having his brain tickled. <laughs> what? So... Well, he's, he's had the probe yeah. and put up his nose. And he reckons it went that far up until he tickled his brain. And he's not looking forward to all of the ensuing tests that they will have oh, to go through what he's referring every to. week with uh, this little probe. Uh, we had ours on Friday. And the thing goes that far up your nose, it feels like it's literally tickling your brain. It brings instant tears to your eyes. Twice a week is not going to be fun. No. It's like, look, it wasn't pleasant. They all go down in a lockdown too, the IFL players. Yeah. They have to go back to stage three. Well, yeah. Well, but they're all now going to be, I mean, aren't they all going to be located in resorts up in Queensland and somewhere now? No, part of the trade-off is they're allowed to go about their business as long as they self-isolate. For the rest of the time. Right. Mm. I heard that from a source. A source? Oh, was that, is that an aioli source? No. <laughs> it was a source close to the action. Uh, all right. And then speaking of action, what about old mate um, Daniel Ricardo? Oh, what is Our man, Dan. Our man, Dan. Our man, Dan. So, he's he's um, gone and jumped to uh, another car. He has told Renault, you can take your little... Take uh, your rust tri- bucket you, you Red Bull. Take your bucket of stuff over there that hardly got me around the track in more than about three races. And um, you can uh, you can shove it where the sun don't shine. Uh, I'm off. And uh, he has gone... Over to McLaren. Mm. Uh, now, McLaren were trying to get him in 2018. Were they? Yes. And they were unsuccessful at that stage. Um, don't know why, but they... With not enough filthy Luca? Oh, probably. Um, and two, although 218, no, he's, he's, he was flying in 218. Um, he stayed very close to somebody at McLaren, um, uh, Chaplain Brown, instead they had stayed close. Um, and this is really all about um, Seb Vettel, um, who's mm-hmm. allegedly probably going to retire um, or be forced to because it looks as though with all the seat shuffling that's been going on, there ain't going to be a seat for Seb. Mm. 
Um, you play musical it's, chairs. Well, today, it, on a actually, basis. yeah, it's it's fascinating to watch. You know, and I mean, Williams have been trying to get. Um, Lewis Hamilton for years. I saw a fantastic piece again the other day um, where Lewis uh, in most magnificent uh, Mercedes um, as opposed to Williams or BMW with Frank. Um, and of course, Frank's in a wheelchair. Um, but uh, Frank, uh, I think it was Frank that requested, could he do a lap with Lewis Hamilton? Uh, so Lewis has got this AMG... Mm. You know, beast. Mm. Um, and uh, all the minders of Sir Frank have said now, Sir Frank, just one lap, right? Because old mate here knows how to drive, mm. but you're going to be quick, right? So, um, anyway, so Lewis sort of starts off, you know, moderately, but not very long, um, and then takes the traction control off. <laughs> which turns it from, you know, a go-kart into an F1 fighter. Um, and he's uh, then starting to do some drifting with Sir Frank. So they've gone and done a lap. And Frank's sitting there and just taking it in. And uh, he's got, the, he's got the, the hammer down on this thing. And he's absolutely... He's destroying the tyres just by <laughs> the speed he's going. I mean, this is a road car, right? Yeah. So, But he's driving it. You know, literally on the edge. So they get round towards one lap and he slows down and Frank looks at him and says, and again. And again, please. <laughs> and again, please. So off they take. And, of course, all the minders have gone, oh, oh my no. God, he's lost his marbles. You've got to kill Sir Frank. And anyway, so they get to the other end and, you know, tyres are gone, brakes have gone. He's done two <laughs> laps, right? He's completely torched it. Harmed this thing around. And uh, Sir Frank just looked at him and said, Lewis, one of those magnificent experiences of my entire life. I'll never forget. Thank you. Brilliant. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so going back, the uh, the old merry-go-round of seats in Formula One is uh, is really quite something um, and to see uh, who ends up where. But um, hopefully, I mean, Dan's always had the potential. Um, he's just really never had the wheels. Mm, true. Um, although... You know, you could argue that he didn't uh, that he had a reasonably good car at Red Bull, but again, just not consistent enough. You can't you can't win a championship when you don't finish five, six, seven of the races. That's the that's the short version. Wise words. Anyway, right. uh, well, let's we go and listen to some more wise words. Oh, very shall we? Good. And we'll be back after this. Okay. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hey, Katie Baker here for Rad. Ever tried walking while you're focused on your mobile and you almost bumped into something or someone? Ever accidentally walked onto the street as a car was coming because you were too busy updating your status? 
Sometimes people try doing these things while they're driving. Driver distraction is a leading cause of road crashes, and it's so easily stopped. Whenever you're behind the wheel, focus on the road and your responsibility as a safe driver, not on taking that perfect selfie. It's really just not worth it. Hi, I'm here to talk about the Reading Writing Hotline. It's a service that helps adults who can't read and write as well as they'd like to. The number is 1300 655 06. Give them a call if you know somebody who needs help with reading and writing. It's never too late to learn. And it's easier than you'd think. 1300 655 06. The Reading Writing Hotline. 1300 655 06. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM. Many Victorians have reported feeling lost and confused right now. Why do you think this is? Because the pub is shut. That's not appropriate. I see. 
And what advice can you give to those of us who are suffering as a result of the pub being shut? You can have all your mates round to home and get on the beers. Just last week, we had a dinner party. Almost everybody at the dinner party had a case of beers. As best we can tell, that's appropriate. Some might say this is contradictory, given the current social distancing guidelines. If you could just please clarify, what exactly is the official recommendation right now? I don't care what you call it, just get on the beers. That's your civic duty, that's what's most important, and that's what must be done. There's another community service <laughs> announcement there for you, Scotty, from the from the great Premier. Uh, did you... It's uh, worth worth repeating, because I just enjoy that so much. Did, did you Get ha- on the beers. Did you happen to run that past um, Sir Barrington hyphen No, Buffington? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. So um, uh, that that just uh, uh, that just appeared on our desk. Yeah, well, uh, I don't uh, know how During our production meeting, and uh, it just said, play here, oh, yes, and that's, that's, all all, that's all we did. That's all we're so, doing. Um, anyway, uh, if we've been listening to the Premier for, for a couple of months, yeah. then we may as well follow the advice for all the way through. Sage advice. <laughs> Sage Get on the beers. <laughs> Get your mates around. Oh, now, Scotty, you were talking about Daniel Ricciardo before, yes, and I, it was I remiss was. of me not to ask... How much do they get paid, these jokers? Whoa, whoa, now. Um, so, so... What would Lewis... What would Lewis Hamilton earn? He's, uh, he's, look... He's the premier racing car yeah, driver. So, right. look, I, I I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm going to forge around. So, I mean, you've got to... Well, A, you've got to... Well, I've fl- actually looked it up here. You, you know how much you earned last oh, year? I reckon about 35, 40 mil. Pounds. Yeah, 40 million pounds. 40 million pounds. Yeah, yeah. So, there's going to be... Probably 25 mil in driving fees. He's 35 years old. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Um, and then old mate, uh, old mate Dan, I would think he's probably gone to McLaren for maybe somewhere between seven and a half and ten million. Right. Uh, so a fair, fair bit less than the other bloke, because yeah, he but, gets based performance-based fees, does he? Yeah, but he? see, when he was at Red Bull and he was second banana, um, he was only pulling about... I think it was under a mil. Well, Daniel Ricciardo at Renault, they reckon he's on eighteen million pounds. Yeah, well, that's oh, well, there you go. So he wouldn't have gone to McLaren for less. Mm. Um, so I would think, yeah. So maybe he's up around twenty-five mil now, mm. possibly. Um, it's some serious coin, but when you when you really drill down. These uh, and as much as there's all the technology in the world, I mean, I watched the race where Eaton Centre died, and um, you know there was a, albeit there was a reason why. Um, uh, but these guys are putting their life on, on on the line every single time they get in one of these machines. I mean, the, the speeds that they do is just off the chart, and they are just basically in the smallest cockpit known to man. Um, and you know, touch wood. Fortunately, not many of them get killed, but um, the potential is always there. So, you you got to feel sorry for Antonio Giovinazzi, who drives for Alfa Romeo. He only earns two hundred thousand k. Does he? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know Alfa Romeo had a car in Formula One. No, there's a got to feel sorry for these bike. Kevin yeah. Magnussen races for Haas. Yeah, he, he only should. earns a million. Poor bloke. Gonna, yeah, I was going to. I would have thought he'd be a mil, mil and poor, a half. Poor bloke. But he can. He can. How's he it. getting by? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I mean, just, just take take Dan, right? So let's just say he's got twenty four mil a year. So there's uh, there's two million a month less. 
whatever the tax is that he's paying, wherever that is. So it's probably well, in the he lives Cayman in Monaco. Doesn't so he? They in all the, live in Monaco. So it's all in the Cayman Islands, in and he doesn't pay any tax. No, he doesn't pay. But tax. imagine just sort of you know going doing it doing your internet banking, yes. and then you just go, all right, I'm down to one point two, and all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, it's payday tomorrow, and it goes from one point two to three to three point two overnight. <laughs> Just two mil just uh, lobs into your account. Yeah, oh, every, that's better. I can afford a case of beers now. Every month that lobs into your account, and they're all small, aren't they? Oh they're yeah, all tiny oh, the jokes. Yeah, they're with all thick necks because of all, the V forces. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, if you take uh, who was old mate, um, the the Brit that was a bit surly. He was actually quite tall, but he was very thin, uh, not Coulthard, uh, Damon Hill. Mm. Um, Hill was actually relatively tall, um, but most of them are yeah they're, they're like jocks. They're like I mean jockeys, they're tiny, yeah. yeah. And you know and again when you, when it comes down to power to weight ratio, it, they they've got to stay light. Mm. So and they've got to stay fit. I mean the G forces again that you get in those cars are like a fighter jet. Mm. You know some of the corners that aren't so tight. You know they're pulling four, five, six Gs in some of these corners. Which is, you know, in layman's terms, six times your body weight mm. pressing down on your head, mm. you know, which is why they do so much work with their neck and their shoulders, and you know, and they haven't got they haven't got pressure suits, no, right? So um, it's a whole different kettle of fish. It's um, it tough gig. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, very glamorous. I'm sure you know all of the above. Well, glamorous at the top end. Yeah, not that's so, right. Not so when you're yeah, struggling you're, like a couple of those, and then uh, you know, and and then the rain comes down, and uh, my God, doing three hundred and twenty clicks in one of those bullets, <laughs> you know, with the rain coming down with no no windscreen wipers. No, <laughs> it goes too fast no, for winds for the rain to but, hit. Um, yeah, I mean, people, you know, I mean, people say, you know, how can you watch Formula One and they are just going round and round and round, but. You know, when you look at it, and you some love of it, those guys. oh yeah, but you see, I get it. into the whole strategy piece of: yeah. is it a two-stop strategy, three-stop strategy? What does the weather do to it? You know, one and a half seconds extra in a tire change yeah. or a brake pad change can change the whole configuration of a race. Yeah. But people go, "Well, oh, they've just gone into the pits to get some fuel and tires." It's yeah. like. No, that's where the race can be won and lost, right there. You do love it, don't so, you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do love it. I'll tell you Listen what. You're yeah. so animated when you're discussing I know. And I'll tell you what, if you reckon I'm animated now, mate, go back go back 10 years ago, I would set the alarm clock because oh, the most God. of them are in Europe. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm, you know, I'd just sit, I'd wake up at 2 and watch the thing till 4 and then go back to sleep. So um, I couldn't wait to hear the result in the morning. I, I had to watch the yeah, race. watch it. So. Um, but no, I love it. You know, Good on you, mate. Love it. Love Got a lot of things it. like that. Well, now, and talking of speed, mm. um, here's another thing I used to love uh, years ago, which I haven't sort of watched for a while, is Star Trek. Have you ever Star watched Star Trek? Trek? No. No. Right. All right. So Although it came up apropos of a Trivial Pursuit question the other day. About about William Shatner, about by chance? Perhaps, or it might be Dr. Spock. Spock. Ah, Dr. Spock. What was Dr. Spock's first name? Ah. Um, Spock from Star Trek. David? <laughs> um, we well, could could be <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Anthony. Oh, I don't know. I have to look it up. Philip, maybe. <laughs> I know it's Leonard Nimoy yeah, was the guy, yeah, right? Correct. And he was yeah. a he was a he, half, was a he was a half Vulcan. <laughs> yeah, he was Vulcan and half human. Yeah, and um, oh God, what was his name? Spock, they only called him Spock. It's just Spock, was it? It was just Spock. I'm sure it was just Spock. 
Uh, Leonard Nimoy's Spock. Mm. Anyway, um, Star Trek is boldly going back to its roots. Uh, US uh, TV network CBS has revealed that it has given a series order to Star Trek Strange New Worlds, a new show that will take place on the Starship Enterprise in the years prior to James T. Kirk coming aboard as captain. Mm. Uh, Co-creator and executive producer Kiva uh, Goldsman uh, said he would hew more closely to the original um, Kirk era of Star Trek in structure and tone. Do we really uh, need another Star Trek? Do well, we? I don't know. But, uh, well, maybe it's a bit like when I was, we were having a, a chat just um, off air not so long ago, and I was telling you about um, a bunch of kids that came around to my house yesterday, um, all sort of circa 15, 16 years of age. And they sat outside playing some cards, and they had the, the music going. But it was music from uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, there was not a current modern-day track within QE of coming out of this speaker. Uh, and they're all singing is, along. Is, that, is that because you've pre-programmed it, Scotty? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's the, would you like to use my phone? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no. This has only got no, old music no, on it. No, they were, they were toe-tapping and singing along to... Um, goodness knows what. I can't remember what it was now, but... Um, Spock's, it was, Spock's full name. Oh, what is it? <laughs> is it? So his full name was revealed in a in a novel, not in the, oh, in the show. Oh, I say, never heard it. And show. Spock said that his full name was unpronounceable to humans. Ah, uh, there you go. Because so, so he's a Vulcan. So he's because he's Vulcan. Yep. So, so his name is S apostrophe C H N. Yes. Shun. Yeah. T apostrophe G A I. Shuntagai. 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 Spock. There you go. Fun um, fact. Well, he, he, pursuit. Uh, well then, I, then I know where um, old mate who's uh, named his child A13BC1. Elon Musk. <laughs> he must have been the a Star Musk Trek man fan. Must have been a Star Trek fan. Correct. Exactly right. Um, well, we're nearly done for another show, oh, old look, son. We, are, it's, mate. Uh, we have too much fun doing this, and uh, the time gets away. We. Belt through the first little bit, and then we look up, and uh, before we know it, she's uh, she's about to ring the bell and uh, call the end of the school day. Um, so, uh, what's it? Uh, tell me. Um, oh, you. We haven't done this yet. What? Remember, I posed the question at the start of the show. When everything goes back to some normality. So when oh, the pubs, clubs, yes, cafes and restaurants, yes, yes. where are you going to go first? And well, what, what are you going to have? Well, it's a great what are you going to question, do? and it deserves much more time than I'm going to All right. It. Do you want to give it? Well, I'll give you the but, week but to think I'll about it. i three, three <laughs> pubs I'd like to go to when I'm allowed to. Righto. I'd like to go to the Esplanade Hotel. Yes. On the St Kilda Beach, the Espy. The Espy. I'd like to go and see a live band at the Corner Hotel and have a Melbourne bitter. That's a Corner Hotel in Richmond? In Richmond, under yep. the bridge. Yep. And I'll probably just like to go down to the local and see a few of my mates. Down to the local? Down to the local. Right. Yeah. In terms of restaurants, yeah. I'd like to go to the local restaurants first. Yes. To support the local yes. guys. So I know some good friends who run an Italian restaurant locally here. Very good. I'd like to go there. We better go back to one where we had our production meeting. Oh, we, we've, we've <laughs> got to go and we've do got the to go men's and 100 <laughs> trolleys. Yeah, exactly. For a bit of yum cha, right. Scotty. And the yum cha Olympics. And the yum cha <laughs> Olympics is something that's very much on the horizon. Oh, very so good. we will do that. Yeah. 
Yep. And um, probably I'll go to a French restaurant as a well. French just, restaurant. Just so that I can mix it up a bit. Right. Yes. Just for just uh, for some variety. For some variety. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, uh, we haven't tried the milk in the spag bowl, as recommended. Oh, you haven't you. yet. No, we haven't done I've that. I've done it twice but, now. But we might have a lash at that through the week. Oh, do it. Um, I've been perfecting my paya as well. Oh, have you? Oh, yes. The Aella. Oh, right. Hey, uh, if I can. So you've got to do the lamb and the pork, uh, the lamb and the beef. Yes, and as the, a, have uh, a cup of milk. Uh, yeah, a cup of milk. But if you want the variety, nip up to one of the big two, probably the one with the red writing, not the uh, yeah. not the green writing, and go into the meat section there and find a little packet of ragu and tomato sauce. Oh, well, I might and go and do that now. Go Scotty. and get two of those. And use that as your meat base, and uh, do what old mate says: cook the <laughs> out of it. And uh, I did my last one for two and a half hours. All right. Well, I'll run a petite. I'll, I'll, I'll away and do that now. And I'll report back in next week, Scotty. Thanks so for you listening. You go and have a great week. You have a great week too. Be to safe. Two smoking guns. See, See you ya. next week. Bye.